I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on primetime, live from the South Point, Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, and Wyatt Tomchek in for Kelly Bidlin tonight. By the way, people uh, texting Kelly that we're taking him to task, that you specifically are taking him to task here. So Kelly will catch wind of that. Uh, we have some, uh, we got some tweets here. Let me just read this one here. Do, 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 do. That's your whole music. Uh, Mark B, the talk in Buffalo on why Ariza Ariza wasn't first punter taken is because he doesn't have experience as a holder. Buying that? Buying or selling? Okay. All right. But he does have experience as a kicker. He does have experience as a god of punting. Yes. How about that? As a a kicker, which we are, um, you know... We have seen several different times when a kicker has gotten injured that, like, they just give up trying to kick. Yeah. So it's like this guy could actually at least kick you an extra point. That seems like that <laughs> should get you. Jason H. 11. Matt trying to compare himself to certain kickers' body styles the sports betting info you just can't get anywhere else. Head this, slap. Is, this is true. Head slap. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> All right. Should we do this? By the way, uh, Heat clinging to a three-point lead. Over the uh, over the Sixers third quarter, Toronto all over the lighting. The Leafs up three to nothing, just under the eight minute mark of the second uh, period. In uh, in the T dot, I think. Uh, well, fortunately, we don't have a single game bet on this one. No, we do not. This is uh, we chalk this one up as a uh, <laughs> down one nothing. Carolina up two to nothing after two periods over the Bruins. So there's that. Uh-huh. Guess we should have bet the favorites. Yeah, the these dogs. Stanley Cup playoffs yeah, aren't off to a wonderful should've, start. Should have bet the favorites instead of the dogs. I guess. What? 
<laughs> one and done. How did we do? Well, you and I had the same person, didn't we? we yeah, yeah, it was a bummer. Matt yeah. Wise on the yeah. one and done. Uh, oh, excuse me, Aaron Wise. Yeah. Aaron Wise, $238,000 in our pokey. Kelly falls further behind. Remember, it's not if you finish first. It's if you finish last and have to buy the crew. Uh, we're buying the whole crew money, right? What's the, what's the story? Why? What are we doing? Not just me and Matt, but we're adding oh, people? I, th- I thought for this, it was just you, get, oh, you just three. Us. Yes. It's, this one's just us. Oh, we, the we're, dra- we're, we're going we? back in on the draft. If you lose the draft, you oh. have to buy we, the crew. We haven't been very good on the draft. Yes, but we're we're going back in on that. I am, uh, I've am. i cleared four mil. You've cleared three mil. Kelly's still at 1.6 mil on the one I, and done. I tried to get Kelly to take John Rom last week, but he didn't want to. He didn't want to listen. You don't want to do that with a small purse event. Oh, because he was such a uh, such a short shot. I asked him, I was like, do you, do you try to take a big name guy like mm. that with such a kind of weak field? And he said he was debating it yeah. with uh, Gary Woodland. They left me in, in the draft, by the way, Wells Fargo Championship at uh, Potomac at Avenel this coming week of the PGA Tour. The uh, And still, what are we, uh, three weeks? No, two weeks away from the PGA Championship? That's it. Two weeks yeah. away. So we look forward to that. Um, how I mean, about this? This, this was... this. Rom didn't go win this thing. They they just gave it to him. I mean, like he shot sixty nine and uh, in in the fourth round. I mean, like this is there were several really low scores out there. It was just they were from guys that were way further back as opposed to the guys that were close to Rom. If they if the, any of those guys would have had actually you know really good rounds, then this thing would have been over. I mean, Cameron Champ, who I had a if you were if you were watching, I had a. 50 to one ticket on at one point was tied for the lead in this thing. And then heads over to eight triple bogeys, triple bogeys it. And then that was the end of him. He still finishes T six, but he shoots 70. You know, it was just, there were, there were a lot of guys who, who could have challenged for this thing. And they just, they just couldn't get it done on Sunday. I mean, you had super low round. Brandon Wu went 63, Tony Finau, Went 63 as well. Our guy Aaron Wise had to climb the leaderboard. He shot a 64 to for him to get us up to the the 238 thousand that we got for one and done. So there there were low scores out there to be had. It was just uh, it was just none of the guys that could that could challenge Rom to get it done. So yeah, it was it was look you know in in credit to Rom, he did go out. He won a tournament he should have won. Yep, the weakest field that he'll ever play in probably ever <laughs> like probably the weakest field to ever play in. Right. So he won a tournament. He should have won good on him. This does not mean I saw all the articles today. So does this mean Rom is bad? And all yes, it's good. He shot 17 under over four rounds. That's amazing. Most golfers can't do that and all that. But again, he won by one stroke over three different golfers, Brandon Wu and Kurt Kitayama being two of those golfers. Right. If that tells you anything, mm-hmm. right? Like this wasn't, this Finau. wasn't a star study. Right. Fina was in there. Fina as well. being the third, yeah. Yeah. All right. And now, ladies and gentlemen, for mathematical shenanigans. I can't I I I'm wondering if they're Young Gill doing it again. Uh I don't know if I did it again. So here's the thing. Did I be so Matt is Matt? You lost. win it regardless. Well, no, because they gave me the full win here, right? Did you guys give me the full win on this? Yes, we gave you the full win. I didn't okay. look all the way down and realize that so, there was a tie. So the question becomes how many people were in the t- so so basically where here's where the uh here's where it comes what it comes down to. Anurban Lahiri was in a tie. He was in a dead heat for top Asian. How many so basically a dead heat you calculate by dividing the stake proportionally between the number of winners in the event. So he was tied with one other person? Correct. Okay. So it's not quite half of the stake. It would be half 
it, it, it's not got half the win. I think it's half minus the stake or something like that. So I'm not sure if I would have ended up beating Kelly or not. It would be really close. It'd be really close. But he's not here to defend himself, so you win. I win. Yeah, he's not here to defend himself. So, well. so you win. There you have it. Brian <laughs> Brian Steered uh, had a top forty on him. You don't know where he was? T forty two. Oh, so uh, that was that's a that's a bummer there. That would have uh, that helped me out a little bit. But yeah, it was. And then Kelly stole my Aaron Wise top twenty. Uh, that was going to be my first my first pick, but we don't you know, we don't have a choice whenever someone steals your stuff. So uh, Gary Woodland, not a good tournament <laughs> for not a good tournament for him. I thought he would I thought he would compete here, kind of being the other kind of being the other premier ish name other than Finale in the in the field. But yeah, he just didn't. He 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 never really, never really got out of neutral there, on uh, the last couple of days either. So it's just you know, tournament to bridge the gap here. I didn't pay too much attention to it. Kelly didn't pay too much attention to it. It was a not a foregone conclusion that Rom was going to win, but that definitely that Rom was going to at least be <laughs> sniffing around, right? Like that was at least going to be, that was at least going to be the case. So good on him. We move on. So who did I, who did Lahiri tie with? Uh. I uh, I would butcher the name if I tried. Co- uh, oh, Cody Ira, Cody Ira, Cody Ira, Cody Ira. I actually I actually think Kelly gets the win because of that. I really do because I think it I think it knocks my even if it knocked mine in half. Right, Kelly would just beat me barely. So I so think pull, I think I'm out of luck. So oh, we, we could do oh because if we pulled 130 off of yes, yours, correct. he'd win by like 15 bucks. Correct. Uh, I think Kelly wins. Yeah, well, I can. We, we can double check with Kelly when he gets back from hey, his fair. staycation. Here's the thing: he's not here to defend himself. That's, that's true. <laughs> so, We're yeah. hoping the math was right. He's you playing know, we, hooky today, for one. That's there's that. He is, if he was actually he sick, hooky. if he was actually yeah. sick, I would say, you know what? That's 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 very nice of you to give him the win. He's 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 playing hooky. Yeah, he's not here to defend himself. We're just going to, we gave you the win. There it is. I think Kelly wins. <laughs> well, yeah. all right. No. All right, fine. No. Give it to Kelly. I think Kelly, so I think that would make Kelly and Matt both four-time winners and me a three-time winner. Ah! I have gotten, I've, some of my losses are brutal. We'll leave this as a, as a to be determined, Gil. Okay. We'll see what, we'll see if Kelly will have a, because he did kind of, remember that one week he did screw up one that you thought you won and then it went to Matt. I, I get the worst of it all the time in this damn game, <laughs> but I think I think legitimately I just got eked out right here. Yeah, well, that's the way Kirky crumbles. Thanks a lot, uh, uh, Satoshi Kodaira. <laughs> You're on my list. Who? Let's see. Ooh, I mean, he he actually you should you actually should be you should thank him because he had two bogeys and a double. In order to finish T fifteen, where uh, where Lahiri just had five birds on the uh, on his card. What are you gonna do for round four? So yeah, you know, a little bit, a little bit of Kelly. We're not congratulating you. We sure that we sure that Matt Jones didn't tie with another Aussie. Let me check that. Hopefully we, we double check that. Hopefully downstairs knows the Australian flag. But <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Hopefully, hopefully they. Know I, the I worked hard. I doubled and triple not. checked. He did not. He 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 he, he finished the best Australian at tied for 59th. 
which is I thought was funny. Hmm. So the lead uh, back in the Heat's direction here again. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to harp on this like over and over and over again. But like you know, Harden again, twelve points in, in the game. I mean, it's just it's. We've got three, twelve points. Three minutes left in the in the third quarter. He's how got, many how many shots does he have? He's four this. of eleven. So yeah. he's, and the heat up ten now once again as a presumptive six man of the year. Tyler Hero hits a jumper. So seventy eight sixty eight heat, and uh, they've regained control of that. And by Two him not one. doing anything about it, they're Bruins. getting by on Jimmy Butler having a bad game, right? Because Harden's not taking advantage of Jimmy. Jimmy Butler's 5 of 16 from the floor mm-hmm. and for only 13 points. But Harden's not doing anything to take advantage of the fact that Jimmy Butler didn't do anything. couple updates in hockey. 4 to nothing. Leafs. Oh, boy. Over the Lightning. Again, Lightning. First game of the Stanley Cup playoffs trying to get to a three-peat. Uh-huh. Uh, and if they do, they would be considered one of the great hockey teams of all time. Toronto hasn't won a playoff series since 2004, hasn't won a Stanley Cup famously since 1967. They are off to a great start. They this keep year. that pace. Four, uh, four goals, uh, three, <laughs> three goals in the last five shots, it says, that yeah. they have. Meanwhile, Boston has uh, cut the Hurricanes, the Hurricanes, Hurricanes. lead in half. Uh, Bruins put the biscuit in the basket. Uh, Taylor Hall scores. So two to one Hurricanes, early stages of. The third period down in Carolina. If only hockey was like that. Could you imagine if three goals went in in every five shots? Oh, if man. that just hockey. <laughs> the percentage awesome. of that. Uh, <laughs> we forgot Eric Eager's joining us a little later to talk about his NFL draft experience, how it went for him with all his bets. We'll do that and more. It's Veasan's primetime action. From BBC Radio Four. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. 
Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on primetime, it's all brought to you by the great people over at uh, DK Blue Moon for this particular uh, moment. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon. It could be free for cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 and over only terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly hmm. back on pronto heat by eight 150 left third quarter the first of two nba playoff games tonight phoenix and dallas later you don't have any conviction on that series heading in not not at these prices i think if you could get i think if the Mavs were a little bit longer i might take a flyer on them but at these prices i i can't get there i just can't get there that's your new calling card. I just can't get there. Yeah. Yeah. I can't get there. Oh, by the way, if you do want to play the lightning in this one, because there's a whole period left. There is. You, you Down can, four goals. You can you can get plus 2,500. But I don't think that's enough. I don't either. That feels like not enough. That doesn't happen one out of 25 times. No. They, they don't come, come back and score four goals in a period, I don't think. Unanswered, I might add. Four-on-four situation, though, right now. That's your favorite kind of hockey, isn't it? Uh, absolutely. Four-on-four. My favorite kind is the kind where three shots in every five, uh, three goals in every five shots. Well, this is your yeah. kind of game. Though. Yeah. Um. All right. So then, with season wins, when do you start making your season-long football bets? Mm, I I will start like nosing around at them now just to get an idea of where things are going to land. Yeah. And then because people, by the time we get to like July or August, people are like, "Oh, Matt's already got like twenty bets." So when do you when do you think you start? Like, yeah. When's the first? trigger pulled you know if there were well i mean with this whole with it, seeing this number on philadelphia actually might be the first yeah might be the first <laughs> division division yeah i mean uh, approaching three to one yeah for that division yeah with the losses that the cowboys had and not only that like the cowboys weren't all that convincing last year anyway with with more with more player like i don't know i that seems but uh, is three to one sexy enough for you to just hold for a full year uh, you know, I, I guess I can't see it getting, I guess I can't see it getting better than that. So I don't know. Maybe I guess I could wait off, but I mean, maybe it gets exponentially worse. I, I don't yeah. like, it seems like people start to put two and two together with all this. Like the Cowboys are just not that much better of a team than, nope. than the Eagles are. They're just, they're just not. And their draft pick says funny words. Yes. In press conferences. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's. And I never know, like, you know, so people will ask me, hey, when do you do your uh, tennis futures? Well, randomly, right? Yes. 
when do you do your baseball? Because you had so many baseball. I did not expect to have as many baseball season-long bets as I did. I ended up having, what's our word? A bevy of them. Yes. Didn't expect that. Um, and that was, and then the draft was like a four-week odyssey of just adding bets every day, every other day. NFL, I end up, I tend to have the least. You end up, you and Kelly end up having a bunch, though. You, you by far the most because you'll do individual awards too. Yeah, I will not do so many of those. Though I do have the Russell Wilson one, which, which was an impulse, an yes. impulse wager. And but, I mean, we're looking. We're looking like at these, at these odds, like for for MVP, and it is, it is fairly interesting because I do think that there are, I do think that there is at least a little bit of value in some of these longer shot guys or something. I mean, like you look and Jalen Hurts twenty two to one, Lamar Jackson's twenty five to one, Derek Carr's twenty two to one. Like I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that the Raiders win that division. I don't think at all it's out of the realm of possibility for for the Raiders to win that division. So. Some of those are at least fairly interesting to where you could get the longer number in your account now for a smallish, you know, for a smallish bet and then kind of live trade it as we move throughout the course of the season. I don't I don't like any of the short shots. I mean, Allen at seven to one, Mahomes at eight and a half to one, like none of those. I don't like any of those. Who's the team, and maybe the Eagles, maybe you already answered it with the Eagles, but is there a team in the NFL right now that you said that you think no one is largely thinking about that you actually think should make can make some legitimate noise. Eagles is a good example of that. The Eagles is a good example. Yeah. I, I honestly think, I honestly think the Raiders could be pretty good. Yeah, like not because those are two good choices. We are we're, we're so focused on the Devontae Adams trade, but like they they bulked up the the defensive side of the ball as well. Like there there are players on that defense now. Like it is, it's not like they're just going to be. Uh, the Raiders of old here. So Raiders six to one to win the AFC West. I took a piece case. of them here at nine to one. Oh, so you've already made a bet. Oh, I right. made several. Oh, I have several bets oh. in the account already. What are they again? Nine to one Raiders. Yeah, to win the division. Nine to one Raiders. Oh, we had the their Falcons bet. Yeah, <laughs> I got it. Yeah, that yeah, one's. Yeah, not we, that one. That one's. You and Kelly. That one's gross. What was it? What was that when we thought that who was going to wear that Deshaun Watson was going to the Falcons for that brief moment? It, well, that was like. Everywhere that it was pointing. Oh yeah, and then the and, and then, then and then Cleveland said, "We'll guarantee the whole contract." And then he was like, "Screech!" Yeah, he was like, "Oh, you're going to guarantee oh, the whole contract?" I've changed my mind. Yes. Oh, Carolina scored again. My goodness. Oh boy. Three to one Hurricanes. Well, good thing we don't have single game bets. Yep. Well, I mean, I do on this one in terms of stupid parlay, but oh yeah, but generally I don't. Yes. Um, generally, I do not. So let me look back here. So Russell Wilson MVP. Yeah. So I do have that. I do have that as well. 30 to 1. I had that 20, we were I got 25 yeah, to 1. That's just great number. S- super good number. I don't have any regrets on that at all. Oh, I already have some of these things in here. Oh yeah, look at that. Oh, there you go. Oh yeah. Um look at them yeah. All prepared. So the Raiders to win the West, 9 to 1. Chargers to win the West, 4 and a half to 1. Oh, you took Colts to win the AFC South at plus 160, huh? Yeah. Colts to win. That was when I knew they were going to do something at quarterback. I just didn't know what. The Matt Ryan thing wasn't as <laughs> yeah. as inspiring, um, of but all, still better. Okay, let's ask this. Of all those bets right now, Broncos to win the Super Bowl 17-1, Colts to win the South plus 160, Vikings to win the NFC North plus 325, Raiders to win the AFC West, 9-1 to Chargers to win the AFC West as well at plus 450, and the Russell Wilson MVP, 30-1. to Which is the one... That you like the best. 
the Chargers to win the West at 450. Huh. I think that team's really, really, really good. I do too. Like, and I think like this, Super Bowl good. And this would and this would be the year where Brandon Staley. The people loved it was very in vogue, right, for people to go after Brandon Staley, right, because he was going mm-hmm. going on fourth downs. They worked for a while, then they stopped working. I guess there was it in Baltimore was the one, or was it Bal- I can't remember which was the most egregious of all of them, but you. Are you is part of your thinking that he will ratchet that back a little bit? I think there will be some of it, but again, it's we we were talking at the at the uh, top of the show about results oriented people and things like that. It's like yep. you you forget you forget about the times that he goes for it and it leads to a touchdown. You only talk about the times that he goes for it and and, and it's confirmation. Get yes, yeah. and he gets stopped, and then you say, "Well, you could have taken the points or whatever." Well, right. you're right. There are also an equal number of times where he went for it that then led to skipping out on three to get seven. So it's, you know, there's, there's a lot of that going on as well. I do think though, some of the, like going it, going for it, like on your own 30 and things like that, maybe he'll, there's probably, look, there's probably analytics behind it, right? He's an analytics guy. There's there's someone who sat down with him and said, you know, like in that particular instance, probably not plus EV, probably minus EV, right? Because you're leaving, you don't get it, and you're already leaving your opponent in scoring position. It will, you know, one of the things that's not often talked about with that is it, it also will come down to where are the Chargers at any given time of year? They were not in first place, right, when they were doing these mm-hmm. things. If the Chargers came out like gangbusters to start the season, let's say they were on top of the division, then you would also hope that he would ratchet that back also, right? Like, hey, exactly. we're, we're six and two. Maybe I shouldn't, you know, go all all out here, fourth and five from my own 19 or whatever it was, yeah. right? You don't need to do that. So I, I think that also plays into it as well. Yeah, I, I think that I think there was stuff to be learned for him. And I, I think he seems like a pretty smart dude. He seems like a dude This, I mean, obviously the way he's, he's coaching right now, he's open to, mm-hmm. you know, thinking outside of the box and stuff like that. So I think that if, I think if someone sat down and showed him the numbers and showed like, Hey man, this isn't necessarily exactly the way that, you know, you want to be running this. You did it. You did it right. About 85% of the time, this 15% of the time is something you need to, to, to ratchet back. I think he'll, he would take that and, and run with it. I yeah. I mean, you look on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, they got Jerry Tillery, Sebastian Joseph day, Joey Bosa, obviously I mean, Kenneth Murray, Khalil Mack, uh, Asante Samuel Jr., who's going to looks like he's going to be good. Derwin James, J.C. Jackson. Jeez. I mean, this is the yeah. defense is is good now. The whole thing last year was we were saying they couldn't stop anybody, and now the defense, at least on paper, and remember Brandon Staley's a defensive guy. Yeah. People people have him pegged as an offensive guy with all the fourth like down the, stuff. The at least on paper, again, yeah. they have to go out and and do it. But at least on paper, this is a much 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 improved defense. Well. He was coaching the Rams defense before. That wasn't short of uh, superstars, and now he's got them with the Chargers. So plus 450 on the Chargers to win the AFC West. You also have the Raiders at 9-1 to one to win that same division. So there's my answer. Already have six bets, Gil. Thanks for asking. <laughs> I have two. I have the Russell Wilson MVP and then, you know, the impulse Broncos bet, too, uh, for whatever reason. Heat by 10, 10.43 left, fourth quarter. Coming back with Eric Eager for Pro Football Focus. His reaction to the draft next. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
Ice cold beers, cold hard cast. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken, beer made better. 21 and over. Only terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. We bring him in for the first time post-draft. Had him on uh, many times beforehand. From Pro Football Focus, it's Dr. Eric Geiger. How you doing, Eric? I'm uh, doing well. I feel like the draft is so much fun because so unlike much. a lot of situations, you can lose some bets and still win overall, and that's kind of how it ended up going. I, uh, I, I'm still kind of irritated at the Steelers for taking Kenny Pickett over Malik Willis, but other than that, it was a fun weekend. Profitable for you, that is what you're saying. Profitable. Yeah, the you know we had some steam on Quay Walker, Logan Hall. Those were obviously you know uh, good ones. Um, you know the the quarterback overs were good. Uh, there were some day two unders that were kind of fun. James Cook uh, as well as John Mechie, uh, and, and that was just because of the sort of interactions I had with some people uh, in the league who I thought were higher on those players in the market. So uh, that was pretty fun. Eric, what did you what did you come out of? Let's say, let's say from the first ten picks, right? Where is there anything where the the, the name got called and you were like, huh, that's uh that's pretty interesting. Uh I I do think that the Walker thing. I mean, we we were desensitized to it because the markets had gotten us to that point. But you know, Trayvon Walker going one to the Jaguars. Um, you know, I, I still think that that's puzzling to me because that's um, a historic rise, right? Like we've never seen, like we've seen quarterbacks come out of nowhere yeah. and like go one overall, but we've never seen a, a defensive end come out of nowhere and, and then all the way up to number one. Right. When you look at Georgia, I mean, it was, a, it was what five or six Georgia players in round one. I can't remember exactly. Uh, it went over four. I know that. And, um, you know, that was a record for defensive players, but like Walker was maybe the worst of those players and ended up going first <laughs> overall. So, um, you know, that, that is very interesting stuff to me. I think a, an interesting part was, and you look at their win total now, five and a half minus minus one thirty on DraftKings, you can get it, you know, sort of minus minus one ten in other places, the New York jets. I always thought the New York jets at four and 10, uh, could find a way to mess those picks up. And I know, you know, we're getting a little bit of flack for giving them an A minus because of some of their other picks. But I think when you come out of that with Sauce Gardner, you come out of that with Garrett Wilson, you know, Zach Zach Wilson, the quarterback, if he has an okay year this year, I think it sales over five and a half. But you know, you look at a team that has you know historically has really bungled the draft. Uh, the Jets come out with some competence in the top ten. Sure did. There were some other you know sort of head scratches. What do you think about the Detroit Minnesota trade? Uh, Detroit trading up to go to 12, grabbing Jamison Williams and the, the Vikings going down 20 spots. And if you do the whole draft, the Jimmy Johnson draft value thing, uh, Detroit came out on top there. I'm not sure how you felt about that. Yeah, it was the first sign on, well, not the first sign. I think Carolina was the first sign, but it was probably the the loudest signal collectively that we weren't going to get a quarterback that high in the draft, right? Because Minnesota was a Kirk Cousins team with two years left on his deal, immediately trades out of the pick. Um, and Detroit trades down. Detroit, another team that in theory could use a young quarterback. They go with Jamison Williams instead. Um, you know, it, I'll say this about the the trade. I mean, the Jimmy Johnson charts a little bit 
outdated. I, I think this was a trade that if you look at like the Spielberger Fitzgerald of over the cap chart or or our chart at PFF, it was a positive trade. And I can imagine Quesio Delfamensa is using that. Uh, but the Jimmy Johnson trade, it was negative. So, you know, there were other trades, including the trade Minnesota made with Green Bay in the second round that were far better in terms of value generated. Um, but that one was puzzling because, again, the Vikings aren't exactly a team that that should be foregoing the opportunity to take blue chip players. Be that as it may, it was a positive trade from our perspective, but just not as positive as you generally get for trading back. Usually, if you're trading back with a team that's desperate to go up and get your guy, you can hold you can hold their feet to the fire a little bit more than the Vikings did with Detroit. Far be it from me to ever question Bill Belichick, and I understand he has forgotten more about football than I will ever know, and probably all of us combined. That being said, this whole draft thing at this point, like, I mean, I get it. Hey, I'm going to do it my way. You all can go to hell. But, I mean, taking guys, like, isn't it just a little reckless, like taking guys 60, 70 spots above where you could get them. I mean, like you can still get the same guy. If you, like, no one is, no one's coming to get these guys. Like you can get a different guy and then come back and get the guy a little bit later. It don't, isn't this like the wrong way to build a team? Yeah. I mean, just like three, you know, four years, uh, four years ago, Nikhil Harry, uh, taken over, um, you know, guys like Terry McLaurin, guys like McCole Hardman, guys like DK Metcalf, um, et cetera, et cetera. Something called Joquan Williams in round two. Uh, they even go with Chase Winovich, uh, quite overdrafted in round three there. Uh, Yadni Kahusti, uh, a tackle who ended up playing seven games for them. Uh, you know, like the list goes on. I mean, you look at the 2019 draft, they only have two players that played more than 40 games out of that draft. Uh, you know, in 2020, they go, you know, Josh Duggar, who's out of Lenore Ryan is a division two school was their first pick. Uh, you know, they only have, and I know that's that draft is only two years old. Um, but they only have two, one player on that draft who's played, uh, in more than 30 games. And then last year, obviously Jones and Barmore are great. But after that, you got Ronnie Perkins didn't play last year. Cameron McGrone didn't play last year. Joshua Bledsoe didn't play last year and Trey Nixon. You know, the Belichick drafting, I think, has been really overrated um, over the past. I mean, we're talking about, and th this is all the way back to when he took touchdown Tommy Vardell as, like, mm -hmm. I think a top pick <laughs> in the draft for Cleveland. Like, I think he's a much better coach and a, a general manager as far as trading picks and stuff like that. Like, he plays the draft well. I don't think he drafts players particularly well. So let, let me try to thread the needle in. So we talked about a team that drafted great, the Jets. A team that drafted, let's say, with you know some suspect moves in the in the Patriots, was a team that made a pick or two, maybe just one pick, that was a contender going in that might have made them even more of a contender based on filling a specific need. Well, I, I think this is a team that you know needed this position badly. You know, Frank Clark won pressure the entire AFC title game. Um, you know, Melvin Ingram was signed off the street to play defensive end for them. Uh, you know, they really got nothing on the other side with Michael Dana and guys like that. George Karloftis at 30 for the Kansas City Chiefs was, I think, a franchise-altering move. He wow. was third on our board as far as defensive ends. Um, you know, and obviously the market makes, you know, we, we know as betters, like the market is what the market is. So I can say it's the third best defensive end until I'm blue in, in the face, but you know, I still think as far as like projections are concerned and everything, he's going to make a great Kansas City Chief. Uh, you know, the Tyree kill trade, 
you know, put them in a position where they need, you know, put them in a position where they can fill the needs uh, cheaply with draft picks. And, you know, McDuffie was a great pick. I thought Sky Moore was a good pick as well. Um, you know, they, they got a guy, uh, Kennard in round five that might start for them a right tackle. But I think the best pick that they had uh, is George Karloftis, and it gives them an opportunity now uh, to not be as desperate uh, when it comes to going to guys like Jerry Hughes and Melvin Ingram and things like that uh, for, you know, pl- you know, players who need to come off the bench and, and rush the passer for them come playoff time. None of the picks were super sexy picks, so I think that's why people really aren't talking about it. But it's it's not a Joe Burrow, it's not a Jamar Chase, but but what Cincinnati did in taking with their first three picks in taking defensive players, kind of focusing on that side of the ball. I don't think anybody with what they did in the offseason from the from an offensive line perspective and and going out and signing all those guys, that was the area of need. They took care of that in in free agency, and so going in drafting all these defensive guys, I think kind of under the radar. Do you think that they had a pretty good draft and certainly went after some positions in need? Yeah, Dax Hill really helps them, right? I mean, Dax Hill is a guy who has corner and safety flexibility. Uh, Jesse Bates has not shown up for in minicamp this week because he's, you know, probably upset that he's gotten a franchise tag uh, again. So, um, you know, they feel a need there. The, the Bengals have been so interesting. And, I, and like, I don't know, again, with most teams, you have to ask the question, you know, whether or not they're, um, you know, sort of doing it out of luck or they're doing, you know, by, by uh, you know, deliberation. But, you know, thinking about how they build their team, the draft on offense, Burrow, Chase, Higgins, um, you know, even Mixon back in the day, and then offensive linemen like Carmen and Jonah Williams. And then on defense, they used free agency. They have, you know, in guys like Von Bell, uh, Ricardo Allen last year before he retired, Trey Flowers, uh, Chidobe Owuzie, uh, Trey Waynes, who they've since let go, um, Eli Apple. They threw like six or seven veteran players who have played over a thousand snaps in another NFL secondary onto their team last year by Trey Hendrickson for big dollars up front. And it's exactly how we at PFF will build the defense, you know, strong link on the defensive line and then spread the risk out uh, in the secondary. When Joe Burrow's making heavy money after year three, Patrick Mahomes money, or you know, you can't do that in your secondary anymore. And I think they drafted it likely uh, to, with that plan in mind. Wish we could have a draft every week, Eric. Really wish we could. I know that's not feasible, but you know what I mean. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. We'll talk soon. Thanks for having me on, guys. Dr. Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus at PFF underscore Eric, by the way. Coming back, wrapping things up on Primetime Action. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.
Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. The Kentucky Derby is Saturday. Right now, VEASAN's offering you a special $9.99 Kentucky Derby betting guide with previews of all the horses and jockeys for every race, plus best bets for the entire weekend, including the run for the roses. What's not known if we have interviews with the horses themselves. Yeah, we're trying to, we're trying, we we're, don't know. we're efforting. We don't know if that's part of the betting guide. Pre-order your copy now for only $9.99 at VEASAN.com slash Derby Guide. That's VEASAN.com slash Derby Guide. Um, we're trying hard. With, uh, what's his name? Cyberknife. Cyberknife. Yeah. Chatty horse. He's the only one. We've heard that his personality is the best. So that's the only <laughs> one we're trying to get. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to try to do it. Well, uh, the hockey news might not be good in terms of our series bets, riding uh, the Andy McNeil uh, Bruins and Lightning bets, because both the Bruins and Lightning getting housed by four goals, four to nothing uh, Toronto. Is that how that one ended? And it's five to one currently in terms of uh, with seconds remaining in favor of the hurricane. So that didn't go well, but a uh, great start. Just like this weekend to, uh, Oh, I scored against five, nothing. Oh, five, nothing. Pardon yeah. me. Five, nothing. Oh, there's plenty. And there's plenty of time left <laughs> for more. Yeah. There's plenty of time left. I'm sorry. Five to nothing. Uh, Maple Leafs. Good on the Leafs. They're getting up there. Yeah. The fans are going to be pumped. Uh, Carolina up five to one over Boston with mere seconds left, but our, our Miami heat bet, which we, which we got in not once, but perhaps multiple times, uh, on Friday, when we heard the Joel Embiid news come down, that's off to a good start. Miami up 15 on the Sixers with uh, 245 left. And the starters have been pulled yeah. for the Sixers. So if you did go with the with the inkling we had, uh, James Harden finishes with 16 points in this one. So the the under 25 and a half comfortably, comfortably home. You, you said something earlier that I, I, I thought to sort of come back on, but I'll come back on that, which was, well, we know Harden can do it, and, but, you know, you, you can't get there with a bet. Do we know Harden can do it anymore? Like, do we really know that? 
besides a a game here or a game there, which he certainly is capable of, but like on a consistent basis, do we think he can do it anymore? I'm not so sure we can. Yeah, I mean, well, certainly not the way he plays now, right? I mean, like, that's that's certainly not going to happen. I, I wonder, he's not old. He's 32. God, he seems but, older, doesn't he? But, yeah. right. But, I mean, it does make me, it does make you wonder whether we've kind of seen the best of it. A rapid decline. Yeah, a, like a rapid decline. Well, I mean, look, I'm no uh, I'm no physical specimen myself, nor am I a physical trainer, but it's not that difficult to see he is not in tip-top physical shape. Yeah. Is that fair? That's fair. So I there's that. I think it's very fair. There's that, and, and you know, like, it's one thing if you show up and then you, you get rid of it and you play the rest of your career, but it's, if you're chronically in that state, right, it's, it's you, it becomes you at that point. And so not putting all of this, obviously, you know, the, the absence of Joel Embiid is the biggest story here. But the Sixers don't look like that's what, by the way, when the Sixers were up a point at the end of the first half. And that's what that's what made that first half beat mm-hmm. so bad for Heat, for Heat uh, backers, because it's literally the only point in this game. Yeah. Basically, that team's trailed. I um, mean, it's it, the reason why you don't know why when we're like. He's only 30 because he's got he's got 14 years in the yeah, league. Yeah. You know? And listen, I don't want to say it, it, I, what I hate is that this will take the chart. James Harden's easy to sort of like be in the moment with him. He was so special at Arizona State. He was so special at, o- at OKC. Obviously, you know. His finest years in Houston. Finest years in Houston. Some people didn't like that because he changed the game in a way that made basketball a little more stagnant. But he was a different kind of player at that point. But this whole Brooklyn winding his way out, now Philly, and now he's got to show himself, this is not a good look for him in the end. By the way, who, who wins that Sixers-Nets trade? I guess the Sixers do because Harden at least played. Yeah, I mean, at least they got minutes out right. of their guy. No. But I don't know. If, Much ado about nothing, I guess, yes, is what I'm saying. I don't know if anyone would really consider themselves. Yeah. When, like we said, so this is also happening. This kind of goes back to what we were talking about in that Bucks game, right, where you get the – you get kind of like the C performance or B B minus maybe performance from Giannis and you still get a convincing win. So five of 16 from the floor tonight for Jimmy Butler, right? For whatever reason, he shot four threes, even though he doesn't shoot threes, he missed three of the, he's one for four from three. Um, so again, you only get 15 points out of Jimmy Butler tonight and you're still going to get a, a double digit win most likely. Yeah. Well, you are for sure now. You are point, for sure. Yeah. Um, and look, it's only one game. Not going to go mm-hmm. crazy. But they really need him beat back by game mm-hmm. three. They do. Yeah. Because one would assume Kyle Lowry will be back also for the Heat. I shouldn't assume it, but that's very much in the offing as well. And Heat are just a good battle-tested team. And if the Sixers don't have their star, they become a completely different animal. Boy, they really uh, cleared out that stadium quick, didn't they? <laughs> That arena. They're like, yeah, we got this. See you guys later. We got work in the morning. We got double digits. Got to beat the Miami traffic. Yeah, that's right. To the club. To the club. Phoenix, home. Phoenix and Dallas still to come tonight. Phoenix favored by six. That will be the final <clears throat> game one of the conference semis that is yet to come. Suns and Mavericks. Suns favored by six. Total 214 and a half. Devin Booker already back. Luka already back, as we know. This was a series that could have looked a lot different about a week or two ago, where like I don't know if Lucas, you know, who knows? I can't can't risk that Luca injury. Who knows when Devin Booker will be back? They're both back. We're back to where we were. Uh, we didn't get there in a straight line, but we're back here. And um, 
Suns have to be the favorite. I understand, but six is a lot tonight. Yeah, six. You can find one. There's one six and a half still available if you want to take the Mavs tonight. Is it feeling as we project forward in the NBA in the NBA playoffs? These are just one game, obviously, of a best of seven. But <sighs> Milwaukee Boston's going to be a long series. I still think, even though I've got the Milwaukee views, I, I still think Milwaukee wins it. But I, I can't imagine it being quick. Right. Miami Philly, I could imagine being quick if Embiid's not coming oh, yeah. back. If it if it if it goes two zero, yeah. It has I, I have a hard time thinking that they're going to win four before the. Four I could totally see Golden State, Memphis being quick. We'll see about Phoenix and and Dallas, but right now, if I penciled in, if I said it's Phoenix, Golden State, and it's Milwaukee, Miami, no one would be surprised. Yeah, no, not at all. Austin, I mean, we bet against Austin Matthews. We should have known better than that. Yes, we should have. He's got two goals tonight already, this guy. There's two more than our, our team has. I don't know if you know this, but he scored 60. He, he, he's got two more tonight than our team has in general. Yeah. Yeah. That's still smart. You're, are you So right now, are you already having Stanley Cup playoff regret? Yes, I'm you already. Have, no more bets? Yeah. That's it? What, what, what was I thinking? I won, <laughs> I'd won my final hockey bet of the year, betting against the. Oh, no. Oh, God. Kraken. Oh, wow. Incoming. Went the other way. There we go. The other way on that. Betting against him. Um, like a moron. I came back in. Yeah. Moron. I was, got, really, I was really pumped for the beginning of the Stanley Cup playoffs. I was. I was like, I'm, I'm going in. And now, you know. Only one yeah. game. We'll see. Um, 5-1 final Hurricanes over the Bruins. Uh, 5-0 Leafs over the Lightning. That one's going to be a Leafs win. The difference, um, the difference between basketball and hockey, we, we must repeat for the umpteenth time on this. Basketball, historically, right, top-heavy, you can make yes. you can make can you can draw conclusions fairly quickly in a lot of series. Hockey is the most random postseason ever, right? So again, it's the stats by Lopez comment. If all the if favorites in basketball, eighty percent of favorites get through in the NBA because it's heavily skewed in the first round historically. For that to happen in the NHL, once again, you would have to play best of fifty ones. That's how random hockey is. That's how long it would take for the favorites to manifest. You'd have to have that big of a sample size for that stuff to come home. So uh, what I'm trying to say is, man, is we're still in this. We're still in it. One more game tonight. Maybe you want to get in this one because I do not. The Kings are plus one sixty five underdogs. Yeah. To the uh, Edmonton Oilers. It is uh, that one's happening in about ten minutes from now. So get in if you want to. Minus two oh five on the Oilers if you want them as home favorites. Yeah, that one's a tough series. That one's a tough series because um, Drew Doughty of the Kings is out, and so that's a tough one to sort of differ from that price. There is tomorrow night, by the way. You will love this. Is your kind of hockey. the The Predators have uh, the Predators take on the Avalanche in one of the series, yeah. and the Avalanche are like a six dollar favorite. The 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 game just the a series. single game tomorrow night's minus three twenty. Right. That's a that's yeah. a playoff series. Yeah. So yeah, you'll you'll have one of those uh, regular season type carryover. Do we bet the big dog or not? Do we bet the, them or do we let it go? The Predators goaltending situation is so bad, though. So bad. As you know. They I don't have, have to tell you. Yeah, because they had to call up the guy from That's yeah, exactly from what the, they had from to the do. AHL. And, well, no, he was already on the roster. And I think, yeah. They had to, you know, and all that stuff. So. <laughs> That's right. All right. Uh, we've done all we could do. Um, Arizona was up on the Marlins five to nothing. It's now five four, top of the ninth. Diamondbacks clinging to that one in baseball. Uh, shortish baseball slate. Baseball will take uh, 
more of a center stage tomorrow. But the hockey playoffs, the Stanley Cup playoffs, we'll have four more games tomorrow. We'll have another doubleheader in basketball. Doubleheader in basketball up until Thursday. And then Thursday, I don't think we have any games, which is really weird. So that'll be the dark night for the NBA. Uh, good luck with all your bets the rest of the way. He'd end up winning at 106-92 in game one for Matt Brown, for Wyatt Tomchek, and for the vacation in Kelly Bidlin. Skill Alexander, nightcap with Tim Murray and Sean King next. Enjoy. From VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.